right. Hi, Erica. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah. Good to see you again. So, uh, I've been on holiday. Uh, I hope you've had a good summer too. Yeah. Um, but then come back, it was nice. You know, I, uh, I was on holiday and I came back and I didn't look at headlines or news for a week and guess what? I didn't miss much. (laughs) A lot of the same, (laughs) right? Well, it seems like so much happens in a week and I guess a lot does, but, uh, it's really just the same. Yeah. The world keeps turning, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's more of this. And I actually, you know, didn't miss this. You don't, I guess the lesson here, I think is that, um, take the time out because it'll all be there when you get back. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You got to take the time with your friends or family or whoever you're spending time with. I think that's, that's important because yeah. And it was, it was nice to not look at any headlines for a while. Although, I mean, I was in Berlin, I was in Germany. So we talked about current events, but it wasn't in, it was a different context. Yeah. Yeah. Break from the normal. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, we're back and we're going to do a little bit of follow-up of Sound of Freedom. Um, because we just can't let it go. Uh, <laughs> I guess some other people just won't let it go, but I, but there's been some, there's been other stuff uh, coming up. And um, so we have a few things to talk about, but we're going to talk about some, um, well, I would say like some of our other colleagues have spoken out about this and some other articles, uh, but then also you and I, we're going to have a little discussion about what is the next step. And so if we don't like this, And if we're not really big fans of OUR or the way they do things or this whole, not specifically this organization, but the whole, the, 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 the way the, the, the method of anti, anti-trafficking work that they represent, um, Mm. what, what could we offer and how can we help people think about doing things a different way? Um, Because I think a lot of the, the feedback that I've been getting and maybe from you is from people who haven't been in this sector, who haven't been working in this. And they're like, how can you be against this movie? Are you like against like fighting human trafficking? We're like, no. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Yeah. So my friends have been pretty shocked or some of my colleagues just want to push back, but I don't know about you. If you have any particular um, anecdotes to share about that. I just think we want to believe that it's good and the the whole hero like it's it is in our dna even god created us to want to fight evil so i think there's that you know people just want to rise up and defeat this and it the narrative it it feeds right to that and so we want to believe that this is how it is and this is good and it's just it's hard to look at the complexities and so yeah i think it's just easier to yeah um, more enjoyable, more sure. to believe that this is good work and this is happening. And mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and we want that it's that cowboy rescue, yeah. like, yeah, even this, you know, someone can do something about this and someone right. is doing exactly. something and, and it's actionable and it's sort of a little bit of immediate gratification. Um, but yeah. I think it's important to remember. I think, I don't think everybody realizes that the events that this represents took place about 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. The film was actually finished five years ago. Yeah. Uh, things have changed and maybe not. I mean, I think a lot of people have come some kind of way in, in how they represent, but it's also too important to remind people that this is based on a true story 
-hmm. but not, that doesn't mean everything in it is true. That happened. It gives people the wrong idea. We were just talking about how, uh, Tim Ballard takes this boy. Um, he, he rescued, I don't know if he's, he's rescued the boy. He's got the boy out and he doesn't refer to any kind of services. He takes the boy to a restaurant by himself and, and, and ask the boy to share about his experiences. I'm like, okay, how many, uh, how, how many things are wrong in that picture? Yeah. Um, but it gives people the idea like, oh, this is an okay thing to do. And I think 99% of the people might believe that's okay. Maybe some people who are social workers were like, oh, you know, a little cringe moment. But for those of us in the sector, we're like, um, that's really, that's really not how it's done. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's just some examples about like, but, but here's, here's why it's bothersome is that people, people get the idea that that's how it's done, or this is the proper way to do things. Yeah. Um, and when they're, and that it's okay to sensationalize, or even that it's okay to sensationalize in order to get a message across. Right. Right. It's a lesser evil. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, okay. So, all right, that's not true. And then, you know, I, I think there's some, been some podcasts where they'll say like, okay, well, not everything is true, but that, but people don't know the difference yeah. um, between what is people would know only, only the, only Tim Ballard, mm-hmm. you know, the writers would know what happened and what didn't happen, but who knows if they, but then it, it draws into question, do they actually know what's right or what's wrong? Right. If right. they're willing to put it in the movie, then I guess they're endorsing um actions like that yeah right um so yeah and then so we i i sent you a couple articles and we'll we'll, i'll put some more i'll I'll put a couple more links in the show notes that there was um an asia regional um anti-trafficking conference the era conference um that i used to participate in when i lived in asia it's fantastic and and a a group wide group of counter-trafficking organizations in Asia got together and wrote a letter and it's published on medium.com. And I'll post a letter that basically saying in very non-sensationalist words, a lot Mm -hmm. of things that you and I agree about um, just like, Hey, these things happen. They're not necessarily representative of the anti-trafficking sector. You know, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of hard work. We're frustrated. We're disappointed uh, Mm -hmm. because it gives people kind of the wrong idea about what's going on. We thought that was very helpful. And so FYI, it's not just us, right? (laughs) There's lots. And I've talked to other people who don't have platforms, who don't have podcasts, who don't are just publishing, you know, they're not publishing anything, but, you know, I mentioned last time, you know, I had a meeting with statewide organizations are like, Oh, you know, it's not like we're not doing anything. Right. Right. I don't know if you've had any other, um, you know, care to share any other comments along that line or, you know, if you've had similar discussions? Yeah. Um, I think there's there, I have seen some organizations at least take it as an opportunity to try and help people that are in their sphere to take a next step to say, okay, you saw this movie, you're, you know, motivated about this topic. This is a specific, you know, thing that's being done that you can be involved in, whether it's through donating or getting involved somehow. And so like, let's take this next step together. So I, I'm happy to see that some are 
it's yeah, that it's being a catalyst for that. Um, cause that's what we talked about. It's like, okay, this can be a step, but will people take it the right direction? Right. So, um, at least there, there is that, but, um, there's also the other side. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then there's, then there's, uh, articles that are poo-pooing the movie for different reasons mm-hmm. and for reasons that I don't think are good because they're perpetuating, sort of the woke perspective of, I mean, it is true. One of the criticisms I have is like, it perpetuates the idea that, oh, this white guy goes and saves brown and black girls, right? Right. Um, Or boys. Um, But then they take it a step further that this is just sort of, you know, colonialistic and, or they don't like him for other reasons or because he's associated with QAnon or something. I mean, it's like the, 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 I want to separate our criticism from within within the movement um, from other people that have whatever agenda they have. I'm not gonna I'm yeah. not gonna go into yeah. that, but there, yeah. you'll see a lot of criticism. Like the the articles by Vice, I've read them. That it's pretty much a hit piece, and I don't know why they have such a problem with Jim Caviezel in this movie. I don't know why, but just those articles in particular are particularly vicious. which I I wouldn't be generous to, you know, I want to be generous to this movement, but no more air wasted on that. Um, So, but let's, let's go back, you know, about why, you know, what we can do that's better, you know, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that I was that why the popularity of, of, of movements and organizations like this, like that, you know, how we, I don't want to give up hope that real change can happen. Um, you know, I don't want to be paralyzed by the normative evil and scope of intervention that's really required on this. And this is what we're going to um, talk about the rest of the time, because, um, you know, doing wrong things to save children are still wrong things. Right. right. And want to talk about um, some ethical ways of dealing with this. Now, as we move into this, I want to we're going to talk about some of the points that I made. I did a podcast two years ago about unethical NGOs and operation underground rescue was one of those organizations that I pointed out two years ago. And so this is not new. I'm not on the bandwagon of, of, of vitriol against this. I mean, this, this is not new news. This is what I want people to know that that this organization has been, has been on the radar of questionable practices for quite some time. And, um, but what we want to talk about is not talk about how bad it is, but we want to talk, but I want to, what, what Erica, I want to do today is talk about how to help you, um, have discernment and look for good organizations and, and, and how to judge and things like that. My uh, colleague asked me, so what are the good organizations out there? And I said, well, probably you haven't heard of them and probably I haven't heard of them because they're the ones without big marketing budgets. They're the ones without rescue in their names. They're the ones with the nose to the grindstone doing things uh, day to day, not spending money on the important things, um, not doing sexy rescues and flashy things, but they're the day to day uh, development um, of families, of communities and and things like that. So, yeah. Right. Um, So, you know, and it's, what is, we talked about due diligence um, and, you know, doing research, you know, what is it, you know, it's, it's some, some, some organizations, bigger organizations are, 
want to make sure that, okay, their, their due diligence is just to make sure they aren't being funded by, by people like Jeffrey Epstein, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Our, our, our funding is, is clean, or at least it appears to be clean, whether it is or not, they've managed to uh, cover it up. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, but I think it's also making sure that organizations have healthy organizational culture. They're yeah. not exploiting their beneficiaries and they're not misusing or misappropriating funds. And they're transparent about that. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, so, but it's also, but I want people to understand that not every organization is perfect. Right. Sure. Um, right. <laughs> like <Yep. laughs> we, I mean, gosh, you know, and here's the thing, um, you know, just side note, I mean, both of us have, have, have had our own difficulties and, and struggles just in the people that we work with, because if you're doing good work, the yeah. enemy is going to sow, um, division, right. Um, yeah. but the point is, is I'm not want to blame it on the enemy either. I mean, we're human and we're imperfect, but it's, it's acknowledging the right. things that we're not doing. So don't look for a perfect organization. Okay. Yeah. And then don't look for something that's flashy or, or big enough to, cover up their imperfections but you know what's important is that organizations are teachable they're ethical they're transparent they're responsible um what does this you know what does this look like um right yeah um, yeah i think it can be daunting for people to say well how in the world do i assess that for such and such organization but maybe one of the most obvious tells would be the ethical storytelling piece. And, you know, cause if they're doing, if the way that they're portraying the work is ethical, then there's a lot better chance that the way they're doing the work is ethical, you know, but if they're, yeah, otherwise it can reflect the opposite. Cause it is, even if you are committed to doing things the right way, it's really easy to still market it in a way that's unethical it's a slippery slope and because people want things that aren't really ethical to share and you need the donations in order to do the work and it can become like a well it's isn't it better to toe this line and be able to have the funding to do the good work we're doing rather than not and then people won't care and they won't give and so that you know like it really is a a very difficult dilemma that faces NGOs and you really have to be vigilant to, to keep from going that way. But anyway, I just think that could be for the ones that are doing some marketing, like you said, a lot of the ones that, you know, you won't even hear about don't have right. budget or manpower for it, but that could be for the ones you do hear about a way to kind of narrow. Well, I mean, for example, and maybe, maybe you can tell it, I'll, I'll share an example. Maybe you can share an example, but even though like, I'm not doing a lot of, of awareness or, or marketing or anything like that, but you know, I've had to go back several times and, and edit the photos just on my webpage. Yeah. It's not, and it's just like, okay. Um, even if it's a photo that I took myself that yeah. I had permission and right. someone says, Hey, you know, I'm not really sure if that's the right, you know, message. And it, you know, and I, you know, it was, it was questionable, but 
you know, or, or someone, but someone was saying something or, or some things or something, or someone was building my website and then putting mm -hmm. some photos in there. And I'm like, yeah, no. Um, right. You know, their suggestion was like, yeah, this is really gripping. And this is, you know, emotionally, you know, engaging. Uh, I said, yeah, but no, we can't, can't do it this way. It, it's because it's just the whole message from top to bottom. Um, right. And so, or some organizations or so I don't know if you had a. Yeah. I mean, we'd gone through that similarly. I ran the social media for the last organization I was with for a while and we drew up ethical storytelling guidelines to try and use that as a compass. But even still, there was a couple of posts we ended up taking down after the fact, you know, looking at it in a different way. It's like, okay, this exactly like you said, you want to draw in the audience to, so that they will take the time to read or hear the message that you have, which is important. And to believe that the atrocities you're, you're working to, you know, uh, mitigate are, are really real because if they've never stepped outside of their, where they live and where they're at, how are they going to know, you know? So, yep. but yet you, yeah. So it's just easy to fall into that, to that camp of just wanting to do what you need to do to get the attention, but um, then realizing that you have to keep the line, you have to hold the line when it comes to not re-exploiting the victims. That's really what it comes down to is, is this really, you know, giving, putting them in the light that is respectful. And if they saw this, would they be okay with it? You know, for example, or mm -hmm how the story was told or how we portrayed things, you know, like how do you give the truth without re-exploiting, without sensationalizing? It's, it's yeah. not an easy thing. So no, it's not to get it wrong. Yeah. Especially because now there's, and rightly so a push to get uh, more survivors involved and, and survivor yeah. voices. Um, but sometimes that there's a push to get survivors into speaking um, before they're really ready. Right. Yeah. yeah um, right. And we don't, and I know I've, I've, I've worked with organizations just, you know, as partners that they're tend to parade survivors around to do talks and raise money. Yeah. Um, and some of these people have felt exploited. They feel like they can't because, oh gosh, you know, they were, they were, they were liberated right through this organization yeah. that organizations really helping them. them. And so now they're being asked to do this, but they don't really want to, but how can they say no? Right. Uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's a dynamic of, of power that is not always, um, realized. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. and so, yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope. So, oh yeah, we're using survivors, but are you using them? You know, right? right. Are you using um, them or are you empowering them? And also the way that they're reflecting, you know, survivors, you know, they're perpetuating the trope of weak victimhood or yeah. are they truly empowering. Right. 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 Um, and not misrepresenting the healing journey of survivors. Cause as you know, it takes years and years right. and years and right. how many people go back into the life right. after they've been liberated. And it's just, it's heart wrenching, but true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 So how do you tell the truth about that without, yeah. Overdoing it. <laughs> yeah. But there is a, uh, by the way, there is an ethical storytelling yeah. organization. There is a website. Um, yeah. and I'll, uh, remember to put the, the link in the show notes, um, yeah. where organizations can go. Um, they had a podcast. So 
I don't think they're as active as they used to be, but it's still up there and it's still valid to take a look and, and see what they've done it because it we're like, cause as a survivor push, like, okay, how do we tell stories ethically? Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's something that we can look into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a great way to, 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 it provides a great base. Yeah. yeah. You know, another thing to look in, in organizations is, is their staff development and making sure people are qualified to doing the work that they can do. I mean, not everyone needs a master's degree in social work or counseling in order to provide services, yeah. but at the same time, I mean, that it's, I don't want to like say, oh, we're just going to wing it. But at the same time, there's a lot of training uh, that can be done on the job and, 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 and development and vetting of staff yeah. and volunteers. So you have staff and then you have volunteers. So I'm going to separate like right. making sure the staff is, you know, is, is treated well. They're well equipped to do the hard jobs that they're adequately supported. They get time off and there's no mission creep. And yeah. also with the volunteers, oh my gosh, you know, these, what is it? Volunteerism yeah. was a word that uh, I think you're familiar with not a lot of people were you know, like, oh, we want to do a short-term mission trip. We'll just come right. and orphanages and, you know, hug babies. And, you yeah. know, it's that <laughs> it's, it's the constant tearing of relationships that are really devastating yeah. to children. So yeah. also I did another podcast on that. We won't go down that rabbit hole, but I, you know, but you know, I, I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Are you serving the people coming at that point? Are you serving the beneficiaries in your program who are the ones? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and, when and, well, the donors want to come and they want to, you know, it's like, you know, the red light district is not a zoo people. Um, Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, there's a, there's a balance and there's, there's ethical and, uh, challenges and there is value to donors wanting to see what's going on versus, you know, kind of show, doing a show and tell, um, in a way that's exploitative. And right. there are, there are ways of doing this, um, because we do need, I mean, donors do need to see what's going on. They do need to look on the inside because mm-hmm. otherwise how, how will they know? Yeah. Um, but then again, it, it's, it's, it's our, our organizations doing in a way that's putting the work, uh, the victims and survivors, their beneficiaries first, mm-hmm. um, or is it for money? Right. Like right. the eth- back to the ethical storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's, um, and making sure, yeah, the staff, because some, I mean, some staff they're qualified to do something they they have some training that they're joined an organization, but now they're, you know, we're working on a shoe stream. Everyone has to chip in and do lots of things, but it's like, it can be overwhelming. The staff can be overworked and overburdened with a lot of things that um, really they're, that they don't want to do, or they're not qualified or gifted to do. So. Yeah. Or they get in a situation with the survivors who, and aren't well equipped enough to respond well. And that's, it's really anti, um, yeah, just the the whole process of a survivor healing and, and going through that process triggers a lot of things that if you don't know what's going on, you could easily react in a way that's not helpful, but it would be very human to react in the, way, the unhelpful way. So you have to have a lot of support and training to kind of train that out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think it's also important that organizations are open to constructive criticism uh, from other, uh, from from people who know what they're doing, right? Mm. They're teachable. Yeah. Uh, what you said, you know, I've made plenty of mistakes. Um, yeah. I'm open. I don't like it, but <laughs> right. you know, it's it's but it's important, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and then, as you know, uh, with your work, uh, previous work at ATR, collaboration uh, with other organizations is is a really good way mm -hmm. uh, to know about an organization. An organization that's working in collaboration is an organization that's worth worth looking into, right? Mm -hmm. As a, as a place to 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 send some of your money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we can do much better by synergizing our strengths and gifts and not trying to do things outside our zone of competence, right. uh, working with organizations like, you know, if you are doing prevention or maybe you are, uh, working on like the, the initial extraction or liberation of people out right. of a situation and then partnering with people who are really doing better on the long-term, uh, aftercare part of it. Yeah. Are yeah. organizations participating in networks, conferences, um, promoting continued education? Are they also are they sending their staff to professional uh, organizational um, development, professional development? Um, speaking of training of staff, yeah, and also supporting them emotionally, spiritually, you know, through this, and and you know, it brings when you're helping somebody heal, it brings up areas in your life where you're broken. And so are they also providing space for that to help you deal with that? Have you done that ahead of time enough? You know, have you looked at your own stuff before you try to help somebody deal with theirs? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then, you know, on the same respect, are our organizations, are they generous in sharing their resources, their wisdom, their know-how with other organizations? Are we training right. each other, you know, this is through conferences or through just local uh, collaboration, participation, yeah. like working in, uh, yeah, just my, or just in, in Chiang Mai or Bangkok, uh, you know, the groups, cause that, you know, Relentless was and is hundred percent collaborative, right? Yeah. I needed, yeah. I needed other organizations to support, to build their capacity right. to address the mental and physical health consequences. And so, yeah when they were open to having me come in and, and, you know, that was, I was all about training and, yeah, and development. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Like you said, this, we've talked about the scarcity mindset too, with organizations and how easy it is to fall into that trap too, because it is hard being an NGO and having enough funds to do the work and you can easily get caught up in that and feel like I have to keep what's mine. I can't, we can't share because there's not enough to go around. And like, so that's, yeah. It's a real thing too. It is a real thing. And it's surprising, yeah. uh, actually, when you think about, I mean, I think most of the best work, I mean, tell me if you disagree, but I think almost all the best work in this sector is being done by Christian organizations, mm -hmm. right? I mean, they're not, they're not the biggest, um, they're not the grandest, they don't have the biggest budgets, um, mm -hmm. but as far as the quality and, but still, yeah. <laughs> Still it's yeah. the scarcity because we're human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're human. And the enemy. Yeah. He finds any way he can to divide and conquer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, I, you know, we, we go on, to, um, a couple other points, um, monitoring and evaluation should be a part of an organization strategic plan. Mm -hmm. Um, that's monitoring evaluation, uh, is about, 
you know, when an organization is, is intentional about evaluating themselves or bringing other um, external evaluators in and, and monitoring their practices and making sure that they're having the impact of the, or the right. outcomes um, yeah. uh, in that are reflective of their activities, right. Yeah. In purport, it, you know, and it's this hard, it's a hard slog. Um, but I think people at organizations should, should at least be mindful and, and trying um, to mm-hmm. evaluate themselves to do better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, like other safety things like child protection policy, other safety policies, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Just to kind of have everyone on the same, everyone on their staff on the same page about how they're not going to meet with beneficiary, you know, not have right. white men meet with brown right. boys in restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> right. Telling them their stories, right. Yeah. Not to rehash that point. But I mean, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. I just say how, how bad an idea that is. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think, I don't know. I think the majority of counter-trafficking organizations are doing well, they're doing good work. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think everyone could be doing better. Yeah. We could all be doing better. Um, I think, we think too small, <laughs> um, but it's hard work. It's hard work. Um, right. Yeah. You get into the middle of it and it's, it's tough to keep up. So adding more is, can feel yeah. like too much for some when, yeah. Right. Um, what else do you, do you have anything else to add here? Um, no, I, is, yeah, I mean, I think it's, good that you have um, a whole podcast on this if people want to see to hear it again because we just said a lot you know um to be able to have a place to refer to it and the ethical storytelling website is a great um it just kind of helps it's it's a paradigm shift right and like i think even though there's so many facets like we said training and other things that aren't even marketing related i think the ethical storytelling kind of helps you to make sure the paradigm is correct. And then everything flows from that, right? Like, so um, that can be, those are two helpful resources to definitely refer back to. Yeah, I mean, cause there is, I mean, I just don't, I mean, these issues are important um, because this work is important Mm -hmm. and and there are are lives at stake really, um, literally because trafficking for someone doesn't, that, that trafficking experience doesn't end when they're liberated, right? Mm-hmm. When they're out of the situation. I mean, it lasts a long time. And, but the preparation for liberation, for getting out is actually, you know, and what, what gets people into a trafficking situation starts usually years before they're in the situation. Right. But then that, that trauma and, and that experience doesn't, they never get over that. I mean, they, they do to a certain extent. Right. Um, to a very functional extent, but it's, it's a part of their story. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's important to really have ethics and integrity. Um, and that the fact when we have stories blowing up, like sound of freedom movie, that's potentially eroding the integrity of the entire trafficking movement. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, 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 it moves the perception towards this, towards this like cowboy way. Um, and not really the way that it really works, not the way it really happens and not, not the, 
not the work that most of the grassroots organizations are know are doing. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, but mm. um, yeah. And so I want, I just want to encourage people that, okay, fine. You, you can like the movie, you can enjoy it for entertainment value, <laughs> yeah. but just, you know, but I, I, and if you're moved to do something, please mm. get in touch with me in touch with Erica, we'll, we'll point you if you're interested in a particular area or country or state or, or particular kind of work, whether it's prevention or aftercare or whatever. Um, there are, there are groups, there's, there's advocacy work. There's all kinds of good stuff, um, Mm -hmm. out there. And, and we'll refer to this one, my previous or, um, podcast just to help you decide like where best to spend your time and money. Um, to support because it really does take everyone and you can be a part of it you can learn about it um, but it really does really does take everyone um, doing their part right so um, well that's cool (laughs) we'll just we'll make a wrap up there but um, again a lot to lots of links will be um, shared and Erica and I will be back on talk in probably in a couple of weeks or so. We'll think of something else to discuss. Um, in the meantime, really, if you do have questions, I think we're going to do an FAQ kind of yeah. podcast or something like that. But I want to hear from you if there's topics that you want to hear about. Um, if there's questions, things you always wanted to ask yeah. or things you're yeah. bouncing around your head, um, we'll take a stab at it and um, talk about it. Um, because we still want to be involved. We still want to do this work. So, yeah. All right. Anything else? No. Cool. All right. It was fun. Thank you so much. Sure. All right. We'll talk to you later. Well, very soon, actually. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye all. And, um, like, share, subscribe, you know, all that. All right. Bye-bye.